Crips and Crips all got along. They probably got me down by the end of the song. Seems like the whole city go against me. Every time I'm in the street, I hear ya, 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 ya. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. I'm Akeem. Jacob. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Jake, for playing that hard ass track. Uh, Happy bro, I'm not a DJ, bro. You ain't got to hype me up like Thank that. Thank you. D- DJ, DJ Jacoby K coming in the booth, 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 booth. Yeah, I don't know what my good DJ name would be. I don't know either. Stank Daddy is, that's, is yeah, that's already the taken. Yeah. DJ Stank that. Daddy. No, we can't do that. It's a DJ Stank Daddy exclusive. I'll think of one before the episode's up. Definitely. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about two... Uh, Almost pop albums today. We're yeah. going to be talking about Mike Posner and uh, 88 Rising. So before we get into that, what you know this week? We'll, get, we'll hit him with the fact first. So uh, fun fact for everybody is coming shortly. Nutmeg is extremely poisonous there if injected go. intravenously. Jesus. I can guarantee you I know exactly why that was discovered. Because apparently nutmeg in high doses can... Make you hallucinate to some Are people. You like they can me? have an allergic reaction that causes them to hallucinate. People try to get high by eating nutmeg. If you're a heroin true, addict, true story. you just get fucked up on yeah, nutmeg. So, so somebody who I guess discovered, okay, people shoot heroin. I bet I could like mix this nutmeg into some, the heroin. Yeah, with like Save some, some pumpkin money? pie filler and just shoot that shit right into my veins. <sighs> Damn! Did you come out like a little baked little baked pie in your arm? So, get a blood clot and fucking yeah. die. Jesus. Um, speaking of death, can you imagine being that crazy, like getting your turkey baster and be like, I'm about to inject this into my arm. You know, dude, I haven't, I've been close to rock bottom, rock bottom and I have flirted with each other a couple times. We give each other a little kiss, kiss, but then I make it out just in time. Um, if I do hit rock bottom and you see me with nutmeg, call somebody. All right. Get the crew. Yeah. Get the crew, get the intervention going. Everybody be asking Hakeem, bro, why do you smell like a pumpkin spice latte (laughs) all the time? Like, it's July, bro. Hey, I don't bake either. It's so, July. So, you know. It's July. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, my fact is that in 2017, more people died of selfie accidents than shark attacks. That's crazy. That's insane. I don't have the numbers. I didn't case you were going to ask, but fucking wild. Dude. No, that's believable. Yeah, Because there's I a stat, so. like, there, you're more, more people die from, like, coconuts falling from this from a tree and hitting you on the head than shark attacks. Like, oh, okay. I've heard that one a lot. So shark attacks are maybe just not that common. But also they're not. Also, I think looking back at 2017, the big trend back then was the duck face. True. The duck face trend was hitting an well, all-time high. Imagine the numbers are going to be skewed or skewed when they do skewed. the Kiki challenge, like when all those <laughs> yeah. all that like yeah, the, they were Millions so many of fatalities, so many car accidents yeah. from people just leaving their car and just rolling too yeah, far. Those Drake's or it. those those deaths are on Drake's hands. Yeah, yeah. Drake Drake's responsible. Um, no, he's not really responsible. We're fucking kidding. Um, all right, dude. What you got for news? All right, so let's talk about this first. Juice World yeah. gets sued for fifteen million by Yellow Card. For those of you who don't know, Yellow Card was a punk band. Uh, punk, the, punk pop. Yeah. <laughs> In the early, like, late 2000s. Yeah. Mid, yeah, when we were in high school. Yeah. So, I'm going to play this clip really quick. This is what he supposedly stole. I'll start it over. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. So you for those of you say you're falling and landing inside my yes. grave. So there's no <laughs> no argument that the melody has not been at least interpolated. Yeah. It definitely it definitely has the same melody of the second half is of Lucid Dreams. Is it worth fifteen million? Yeah, that's that's where that's where I'm not hundred percent sure. I think when we see those numbers it's like used car sales. But think like about how much will... Juice World made off of that song. He also got sued by um wasn't it Sting for the actual sample last year? He got he got sued yeah, by Sting. I know Sting. he's been sued once. So but, and it was for Lucid Dreams as well. Yeah. And I think when when they claim for these numbers, I think it's a lot like used car sales. Like yeah. people be like I want to sell my car for fifteen thousand, so I'm gonna ask twenty. Right, right, right. Like knowing, like this is ass. Like, look at what Lil Nas X got sued for for whatever the Carry On sample was. It was a mm-hmm. r- ridiculous amount, and it was like a mixtape track. He already. I mean, somebody gave. Oh yeah, it was Blurred Lines. Uh, they gave five million dollars to Marvin Gaye's estate. Yeah. So I mean, these are both. These are I, the reason why I bring that up is because they're both equally big tracks. They were very. You know, they were huge singles. Yeah, they were. Lucid Dreams, I mean, That's was a on perfect the radio. example because Blurred Lines was enormous. It's huge, yeah. And I'm not saying Lucid Dreams hit that point, but it was it was very close, I would say. And, uh, yeah, there, there are... Unfortunately, when hip-hop was starting out, especially in the 80s, uh, <clears throat> even earlier back than that... Like the way you work it, right. no diggity. That's what he's talking about. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, Bad to bad. But they never cleared samples, and there was a lot of thievery, and yeah. and you know some people weren't getting paid. So now it's like, whenever this does happen, there seems to be very extreme punishments for it because artists got screwed over in yeah, the past. And I think it's more so extreme claims because a lot of times we don't see yeah. when they're settled. Like Travis settled with that Pre one Six kid. Mafia on yeah. "Fuck the Club Up," right? Right. So I don't know. I don't either. I don't think it's worth fifteen million, but. Again, these are figures. You and I don't know how much the song made, so maybe relative to how much that song has made, fifteen million is probably dropping them yeah. in the bucket. I don't know, but I know Juice is doing well for himself. Yeah, you know. So we'll we'll see if that gets solved. If they bring up any updates, I doubt it. I doubt yeah, it. it's it's always difficult to talk about like sampling and right. who stole what. Is is sampling? theft like because a lot of times it's like fair use on youtube yeah like people take like a clip from a news a news source like cnn or msnbc and they use a clip of that and maybe they and then they add commentary to it well that commentary is it transformative enough to make a separate video or did you just kind of jack the sample and not not really add anything to it right I don't know. It's it's always like some people view it as like a lot of times Kanye uses old sample like obscure samples. But he pays a lot of money for those. Yeah, samples. and he does. But I'm saying like look at the generation now that is being introduced to that music because of Kanye. I would argue that most of them are not looking it up, but I do see what you're saying where they're introduced to the right. style you're, at least. You're reintroducing old things. So to me, I, I look at sampling as kind of artful. But some people look sampling. at it like as, no, bro, that's not right. No, no. Some of the best producers in hip-hop, let's not get it twisted, are Jay Dilla and um, and Quasimodo, a.k.a. AKA fucking Freddie, or not Freddie Gibbs, Mad DJ Lake. Premier. Yeah, DJ Premier as well, who is on Mike Posner's album, yeah. Gasp. But, oh, that's um, Don Cannon. But no, Don no, Cannon, no. DJ Premier's on was there. He? Yeah, he said, I'm rapping on a premiere beat. Oh. He said that. Like you can hear him beat. say that? No. I'm rapping on a premiere beat. Well, now it sounds familiar. This is grand. 
We'll get there. God, what do you have for this? All I'm saying is I I look at sampling as artful. I love I love when, when some people don't really care for it. Right. And Wu Tang, shout out to RZA, used a lot of sampling. Yeah. Especially on 36 channels. And Drake uses a lot of sampling. E, um, yeah, yeah, 40. I almost said E40. No, I've, I've said that like as a kind of a, a shot. That uh, well, he samples a lot yeah, of yeah, things. I'm saying he he thieves. He yeah. thieves. <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. Um, okay, so my next story up is uh, Kanye announced another release date for Jesus is King, October 25th. Listen, I know everything he does We've up to this point we've said is calculated, like he's uh-huh. doing this on purpose. Get your clown makeup on, guys. This dude really may be losing it now. Why, <laughs> Why do you say that? I don't, dude, he, I don't know. I think he wants to start a cult. I, I, I'm not... Really excited, dude! How much how much money does religion make? Apparently, a billion. The Church of Scientology. How many properties they have that are worth billions of dollars? Yeah. Kanye already has attire for his followers and disciples. So, shit, dude. We we might see a Kanye church, and Kim will be the Virgin Mary. Hey, oh my god, this is so crazy! I'm a religious icon. This is so cool. Wow, people are worshiping us. Well, they already do that. That's the thing. Yeah, like, exactly. So it's not really difficult to religion, transition dude. to a cult. Yeah, it's celebrity really is the new cult. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, speaking of Kanye, he apparently donated a million dollars to prison reform for Kim's birthday. What's a million dollars to Kanye? I mean, we just kind of touched it. It's a on lot it. of money, though. Let's, it is let's a lot be of money. honest. A million's a million. Yeah. I'd take it if Kanye donated to Hooksons and Hip Hop, yeah. please. I mean, I guess the little note he put was heartfelt, like it was from his whole family. So yeah. it said Kanye, North, Saint, Shy, and no, Song. That's awesome. And uh, also, it's it's I mean, important. Look, and we do say, I mean, we we do know the Kardashians are idiots, but they do. They their have voice done, matters. Yes, and we have seen them really make changes in prison reform. Not really themselves, I don't think. No. That's kind of the argument, but. Kim them showing their, their them showing their attention to that is making things happen. Yeah, and they have gotten people out of jail, which I, the whole argument is: well, she didn't really do that; her name did that. It's it's, it's the same thing it. at the end of the day. Hey, yeah. it's the same thing. She did it. Yeah, so I don't want to take away from that. You got anything else? Um, yeah, I had one more news story here. I don't want that to go. While away. he's looking that up, I'll plug the Dreamville Down Bad video drop today. Nice, pretty good video. Was it good? Yeah. They, um, I just they, they have chemistry, and you can tell when all of them are together, like Jid, Boz, J Cole, Earth Gang. Like you could tell, like they all genuinely like were interacting with. Because you know how mi- music videos, especially, can seem phoned in. Like you can tell, like okay, yes. the scenario here, like the scene here, here is different. They were all there on set. You can just tell the chemistry. I like that song too. Yeah. So, uh, the last bit of news here was uh, NBA YoungBoy hit number one on the charts, beating out Post Malone's "Hollywood's Bleeding." <clears throat> with 110,000 units sold um, within the, I think it was first, I don't think it was first week. You think uh, Post will bounce back? You think Young Boys From, will stay up there? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think NBA Young Boy, he, he does really well on YouTube. Nobody really talks about the fact that he got like some, he gets millions of views on his music videos. Yeah. It's, it's really impressive. And, um, also, I do think he does have kind of a cult-like fan base. Uh, Post Malone, I feel like Hollywood's Bleeding kind of came and went. I don't feel like it had yeah. the impact that Stoney or um, yeah, and the Beerbongs big, and Bentley's the big songs had. were singles, so they've already been out. So it, yeah, he, it, he's kind of on the decline, I think, on the charts because he's right. probably been hovering around that mm-hmm. for a while. And and also, I mean, 
we do have like have Travis Scott coming out with singles. And Kanye might be coming out. Soon, this is a so. this is a true point if you care about charts. Now we're in like the post Old Town Road, mm-hmm. so the charts have kind of been fucked up for a little while because you can't see who's overtaken the number one spot because the, the number one spot was Lil Nas X for so long. Right. I feel like people kind of tuned out of the charts. Yeah. So it's kind of unfair to post, I guess. Yeah. It, well, it's not or only all the that. people that were below him as well. Yeah. It's not only that. I think it really is just the fact that, I mean, streaming nowadays, it, it doesn't, you don't even really know who's truly number one because Travis, he had all that merch drop. Yeah. And what did you see, Jake, at the checkout when you were, after, like, when you got to the payment method? Free what was download. blinking? No, no. Yeah. What was blinking at you for 99 cents to buy it? Highest in the broom single. Yeah. At the end, everybody. I'm sure you know how many art, how many fans were were buying the Jordan merch or buying the highest in the room shirt, like you did, and we're just adding that single to their cart. Yeah. And now it's Travis's first number one hit, and I mean it's a great song. I it enjoy is. it, but uh, that has had a lot, a lot of help. You know, him dropping the merch that he did, it helped have and more sales. And let's talk about. I'm gonna point to it on the wall. Let's talk yeah. about the first person to really. Take advantage of that, and I think it was Jay Z. Yeah, for sure. With four forty four, he he did that beforehand, even with that with one, Magna Carta with right, the Samsung, Magna Carta Holy Grail, kind of bombed. It no, no, it didn't bomb. It, they put he well, sold half a million units oh, to Samsung. Yeah, it worked well for him. Yeah, it didn't work for Samsung. Yeah, it no. didn't work for Samsung, and it didn't work for the users. The app was yeah, the app, the was, app was terrible. Yeah, you're right. But Jay Z has always done that where he sells X amount to to uh, Sprint with with four forty four. Or when he when he sold Magna Carta Holy Grail half a thousand units to Samsung, uh, so there's always been a lot of fuckery with digital downloads and the fact that people aren't buying music anymore. Nobody's selling. I mean, the fact that we're talking about 110,000 units now as number one spots. You had artists like Eminem and Lil Wayne selling racks, millions, millions, yeah. and there's there's only probably. Uh, two or three artists now that do that still, and that's Post Malone sold half a million units with Hollywood's Bleeding. Um, Eminem still sells like half a million to a million, and well, Drake Drake sells in that range as well. Mainly too. Remember when you would go buy a physical copy? Like there would be a whole rack designated for that album. Yeah. Now we have a rack of new releases, and there's maybe like. 10 on the rack of each of the new releases. Also, the fact that there's not even really racks anymore yeah. to look at, period. Like, nobody's buying CDs. Yeah, I mean, it's 75% decrease from what it was, like, when we were kids. Yeah. I mean, the and uh, it's only going to keep getting smaller, so there's going to have to be some adjustments made to how songs are counted in the digital age, and there's still a lot of trial and one, error with that. One day, we're, we're all going to wake up and realize that nothing is real. It's real, like, yeah. there's no, it's Everything that we used to have tangible is gone. Yep. Yeah, it's very eerie. Very yes. eerie. Let's get into the review, Jake. Yes. What do you think? Let's bro? talk about Keep Going, Mike Posner. Okay. So from our discussion already in the podcast and yeah. off air, I yeah. think we're going to have differing opinions. I think so, yeah. too. Which I like Mike Posner a lot. I follow him on Twitter. So I guess I guess the nostalgia of what he has been doing over the last year has kind of come into play with this because I was – Keeping up with him before he you're put out the You're invested in the whole journey. Yeah, you're invested in the journey. Like the and first I'm single, not. Yeah, you're not. The first single that came out was the Ty Dolla Sign single. Look what I've become. Yeah, and I was following him way before that. Right. Yeah, you were the one who told me about the walk, and then I saw some, some videos and interviews that he did. And then in the Look What I've Become video, it's him walking through 
Ohio, I think. Yeah. Or maybe it wasn't Ohio. I think it was somewhere else. But he mentions Ohio in the lyrics. Either way, he's walking with fans. And, and you know, it, it's cool. It's an interesting video. And then he got bitten by a rattlesnake. And he does bring that up in this album. So he got bit by a rattlesnake while on this walk. And apparently it still bothers his foot yeah. to this day. Um, but a couple days ago, which, I mean, I, I know that they planned the release around, like, the end of this. But okay. he, he made it. Like, I think he finished? two, three days ago. Yeah, he, oh, they, wow. he put up a video swimming in the Pacific Ocean. So, so what does he do now? He he mentioned Everest in the album. That would be I think that'd be pretty cool. Oh, he dies on Everest with everybody else that's trying to make it up there. That'd be Look, cool. If you no, got I don't the, want him to die. Just fucking around. I mean, if you've got the the drive to do that, have you good seen for you. though that people yes. are dying because the line to get to the top now because everybody has a fucking Instagram and they're like, it'd be cool if I went to Everest. Yeah, yeah. you and all those they just thousands want the geotag. of other people. Yeah, for sure. They just want like Mount Everest. Um, Maybe he does Mount Everest. Well, if you want the geotag, go to Fiverr and ask somebody to make it for you. <laughs> yeah. Not sponsored by Fiverr, but they probably make you a little <laughs> watermark you can put at the bottom. That'll look like a geotag. <laughs> Use some green screen and just, well, yeah, you know, green screen or like day. when we get our like one snow of the year, <laughs> yeah. you'll see me like butt ass naked out there in the, the grass <laughs> with your ass made out, it to just, Everest. Just hands up, just like grateful. Yeah. Sponsored by Fiverr. So yeah, but I, I was, like you said, invested in the whole like journey because I, I had, I, my, my knowledge, he was doing music. Cause he had kind of said like, I'm distant when his dad died, like he was just kind of stepped away from that. So I didn't, I was just following him cause I used to follow him. Do you think it had a lot to do with, um, uh, took a pill in Ibiza becoming so popular and then him kind of not wanting to be affiliated with drugs and alcohol anymore? I think so. I think and, that was a big thing. And he never, once he blew up, he never really had a sound or a lane. It always changed. Yeah. And he mentions on the album, yes, I'm the, I took a pill guy. Yeah. So uh, he he does have this propensity for one hit wonder isms. Yeah, well, you know what I said. What and this is kind of going to the the little sage advice tracks where he has people talking about him or like phone messages to him. Mm. Um, the reason I said that was I was thinking throughout the whole time listening to this, like, how does a guy that had two hits and like some good good features he's right get a lot. Yeah, get not like nods from Diddy. Steven Tyler, I think, he paid was the for the Diddy one. nod. Can we agree on that? At least no, that's what he that's paid how for the Diddy sounds all Diddy. the time. No, 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 no. I think he would have been better off paying Khaled like five extra bucks to be featured on his Snapchat and go. But really, hey, hey, Mike Posner, we need another state. Well, Run another one. Yeah, we need 53. <laughs> 52. Get to Hawaii. Uh, Walk through the ocean. No, lie on. Let's be fair. I think Khaled's name right now in the mainstream is a little more weight than Diddy. Like Diddy's a legend for sure. I think I respect Diddy way more than I respect Khaled. But I don't think Pete like Jay. Casual fans now are like Jay. Okay, Diddy. He paid for the Diddy. He, he paid maybe. for the Diddy. Show. The one that stuck out to me was Steven Tyler. But what that I'm one saying sounded is, genuine. How did the guy with two hits and a couple features get nods from all these people? Right. So I thought that was kind of cool. And like you said, he, when he had those hits. Everyone was different. He had Bow Chicka Wow Wow, which was very pop. It was bad. Very though. similar to like what Bruno Mars and B.O.B. were doing at the time. Mm -hmm. And that was a big hit. And then he had like the next big hit from there was Took a Pill in Ibiza. And it was completely different. More like the Avicii. Was it Avicii? Yep. He, which he mentions at the EDM. end of the album. More EDM influence and pop. So he never really had a lane. If you go back, he had three mixtapes, the layover being the most popular. And they're all pretty focused sound wise. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what caused him to get away from making music. I I could see why 
I think what what made Mike Posner get away from music is his personality in general. Uh, he was when he was in the music scene, he was unhappy. He talks about this on the album, so that's why I'm kind of bringing it up. Uh, he talks about just being unhappy. He talks about uh, drug use, and he was taking drugs. He said when he was at his most unhappy, and um, he noticed that pattern in himself, and he wanted to stop. The pressures of the music industry, the fact that nobody's really your friend. I'm sure that all was kind of tough for somebody with his personality. Yeah. And he seems to be somebody who's... I think Asher Roth is kind of the same way. I would compare them. I think they're very similar. Except Asher Roth can rap circles around Mike Posner. Yeah, I don't look at nobody Mike Posner can really rap. Nobody can really rap. Uh, I mean, and Asher Roth would get rap circles around by pretty much anybody else. Yeah, Blueface. Um, no. Okay, but maybe no, not. No, 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 <laughs> maybe not everybody. But either Stop way... Capping. The reason why I'm bringing up Asher Roth though, is because... These were both guys with that had that one hit wonder kind of vibe. They were both they're both white college kids. Uh, Asher Roth, I don't know what college he went to, but Mike Posner he talks about going though. to Duke. He yeah, loved he loves it. college. He loved it. I party last night. It was awfully crazy. I wish we taped it. Yeah. Um, did the Duke references get very annoying? stale to you? Yep, yeah. stale as shit. Yep. Did what? What was up with the coach apparently talking about oh, Mike Posner's talented? In what regard, though? I don't know. Yeah. I didn't watch the interview. I didn't either. Okay. Well, what? so you so you enjoyed this album. So tell me, what was the first song that hit you and you were like, yeah? Well, the single, Look What I've Become, I really liked. I like Look What I've Become, too. And when I heard it, I was like, okay, he's going to come back and like make today's music. So I was like, we'll see what he's... He, this single proved he can he can do it efficiently, I guess. So I was I was intrigued at least by that. Mm-hmm. And then the next track, Prince Akeem, that's the one where I was like, okay, now I'm feeling like the layover vibes because it was very much his mixtape sound. And that's what I liked in Mike Posner. I didn't really care for the singles at all. Like the big, I, I didn't even li- listen to the mixtapes before the layover, but the layover was the one I think that you and I identified with the most. Mm-hmm. And if I had to rate like my top 50 mixtapes, that one's probably in it. I, I don't really know for sure if it's in mine. I, I think I enjoyed it. Um, I just don't... It's not something I want to go back and listen to now. It's cringy. If I'm being honest. It's cringy. Yeah. Some of the lines because he sa- he talks about how he treats women. I'm not married to the albums that I was married to in high school. And um, also, again, like you said, yes, he does bring up the fact like, I can't believe I used to treat women like that. And it feels a bit like virtue signaling, to, if I'm being honest. Uh, another thing, the Prince Hakim track, the, the thing that I really hated about it, his delivery is ripping off Chance 100%. I can't, I can't help but hear Chance in the delivery. Um, I felt like he was doing a bit of Donnie Trumpet, social experiment vibes on some other tracks. So when I heard this track and it ripping off Chance, uh, I did get that vibe. I also am not a fan of the really poppy, upbeat hip-hop song. It annoys the shit out of me. It comes off as very disingenuous, and it's just not something I want to listen to. Also, Wiz Khalifa bragging about the fact that he smoked weed on TV when it wasn't cool. When was smoking weed on TV not not cool? cool. Exactly. (laughs) So it was fucking stupid. So I really just... I I didn't like this track. I thought the intro intro was really stupid. I I I want to double down on your chance... Comparison. Okay. Because I said some of the bars on this were even Chance the Rapper recording. Exactly. The only thing that saved the song for me was Wiz's verse because it was mixtape Wiz sounding. 
and that's what I didn't I have like. a problem with it. I, like that, I said, the only thing that enraged me was that comment about I smoked weed on TV when it he was said cool. I never read the Untethered Soul. I already have an Untethered Soul. Yeah, <laughs> hopping out the shower. <laughs> also, also, what I want to talk about th- that's a good example of the fake, uh, the fake, fake wokeness. Deep. Yeah, that is r- rampant on this album. First of all, Steven Tyler says that, oh my God, uh, I w- when you get back, I'm going to wash your feet because you're a Bro, guru. I want you to be my guru. But let's be honest. You're talking about Steven Tyler, who's one of the weirdest people in rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, but the issue I have with it is is uh, Mike Posner is definitely trying to play the I'm a prophet role now. He specifically has... Dude, he calls himself a fucking prophet on the album. Yeah, it, it is very holier than thou. And I think that's, in in closing, I'll talk about it more, but I think that's what's going to put off the casual listener. That that what? That it's holier than that? Yeah. Like the people that I think can kind of yeah. identify with what he's been doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, okay, okay, I see this because I saw you doing this on Twitter three weeks ago. Like, I think the people that are invested in him and were fans of him will probably like this. But the casual listener is going to be put off because of how preachy it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and it's not only that it's, Preachy because I think an example of somebody who's preachy but had had good songs in the past is somebody like uh, Logic. Yeah. Logic or Hobson even. Hobson is much better because Hobson got to the point where his his preachiness was was you couldn't stand it anymore. Yeah. And um I don't think I don't think Mike Posner's on that level to be to be fair, but it's equally as annoying. And um also another thing that I wanna bring oh, oh, here's the line. In Slow It Down, he goes, I'm a saint disguised as a pop singer. I said, it sounds like a sociopath. It sounds like a sociopath. Also, he does. some of the bars on this album are clearly predatory towards people who who have low self-esteems because he has something about how, like, he needs to get better mentally so that his fans can get better. Yeah, he talks about that one. He talks about the girl. It was kind of like his version of a Jocelyn yeah, Flores story. Right. And Jocelyn Flores, I think, held more weight because well, yeah, X he, was at the same age yeah, as the girl. And involved with her. And he this didn't call her just, boo. Yeah. And this she guy was, was just 14. through. Yeah, this guy was just through um, like social media. So through social media. And again, it's touching to think that Mike Posner cares about his fans this much and that he would care about one dying. Or, that was the track Amen. Right. Yeah. Or does it or does it make it feel a bit predatory? Does it make you feel as if like he's reaching for sympathy because it's really the only thing Mike Posner has? Because let's be honest, the singing on this album, subpar, pretty fucking boring actually. Sounds like somebody that you'd hear at a coffee shop. If I went down to fucking Coffee Underground right now during their open uh, mic night. If you don't slow down, they're gonna think they went like their phone jumped back to the Lil Nas X episode. <laughs> <laughs> he's why. talking about Mike Posner. That's why. <laughs> I just he feel it felt really campy, which it was. To be fair, he was going for that vibe because he wanted these songs to be performed while he was on his walk. Whatever, it's not good. Um, again, it's it's like it's almost like he's trying to start this his own cult. Yeah, there. It's gross. The songs that were good to me were good. And they scored highly, but the ones that were bad to me scored badly. Like the Logic track, a fucking two. Oh, yes. I'm gonna play this for yeah, you. Yeah, play it. Um, this is horrendous. And I'm gonna make a comparison. And I wanna, and I'm gonna go on a rant on Logic if you don't mind after this one. Well, see, it's so hard to give Logic crap on this because no, it's hard. No, it's easy. My is bad. It's worse. I fell in love 
I know where you're going. I just know I'm looking down. It's fun up here. The whale sounds. Yeah, let's talk about uh sampling and, and stealing content. Somebody call fucking Pixar because I didn't see Dory featured. <laughs> What the heck? Have you ever seen the Ron Swanson meme where he throws his computer in the trash? Yeah. Like he carries out those in the dumpster? That's what I felt like with my phone. And that's why I bring up the point. Like, it's so hard to, like, rip on Logic because did you make it to Logic? Uh, I did make it. Um, I said not even a good verse from Logic would have saved that song for me. Like, I, not even mixtape Logic would have saved that for me. I agree with what you're saying there because... Now that makes sense. You don't want to hold... You're right, because it's not Logic's song. But let's be honest. Logic had a Bird Box line. And guess what? Bird Box hasn't been relevant for how long? Yeah, well, At okay, least let's, a year. Let's be fair. He probably recorded this past. And he's a lot like Eminem in the fact that he writes and is in the studio so much. Yeah. So this could have been like, yeah, here yeah, you yeah, go, bro. Yeah. Like, because... Eminem's biggest criticism is pop culture references are always outdated. Right. Always. And, and that uh, that eventually makes a an album outdated. It dates a song. Yeah. Even some stuff from 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 Eminem in particular, you just can't go back and listen to. You're like, this sounds corny as shit. Um, but yes, Logic's Logic's feature was terrible. I thought that the cadence of Mike Posner that that it was so painfully slow that I wanted to rip my ears off. Did you like that? Yeah. It was like a gong. Like the, the tune fork. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Um, can the next track, Slow It Down. Again, that line, I'm a saint disguised as a pop singer. Um, there will be more than camping gear to unpack on this walk. Did you just, yeah, did you just blow by the sage advice from Uncle Bun B and E40, man? Uh, yeah. I'm you that, man? Unfortunately, I didn't give a fuck. What you talking about, man? Uh, there was a That's good man. I love you, man. By the time we got to a lonely night, I I actually audibly went, "Oh God, there's more!" I literally was was just I was so mad that there was more to this album. Um, not slow that it much down. More. Did you like that? I like the instrumentation. DJ Premier's beat was amazing. Unfortunately, he gave it to Mike Posner, so it got a three out of ten. And the three points all are for the beat because right. again, he's coming off as a sociopath. I'll give you that. And then 15 was a man. We already talked about that. Mm -hmm. Sage wisdom from mom. The one thing that when I was listening to that, that I did, I thought, okay, everybody's had their mom on their album. Right. But I kind of like it because I feel like if we ever did something and like got famous, I think we would talk about our mom. Yeah, we would. Yeah. Because both both our moms are like really, they have big personalities. Yeah. And I, I, another thing I thought about, after I listened to it the last time, I was thinking, okay, maybe he kind of made that nod back to his mom. Because there's a line where he says, my mom raised me an atheist. And he kind of talked about how... He's, he's maybe, religious. Yeah, maybe that... Yeah, he, I think he's more spiritual. I don't know if he'll yeah. be... Re, re, categorism is Yeah, like, because he believes in like the affirmation. Yeah, he and hugs trees shit. and shit. Yeah, he has, a, <laughs> he has a vision board and he hugs trees. <laughs> oh, but like... In a way, like, I think some people may could have taken that like, oh, is he kind of dissing his mom? So at the end, like, to say like, no, like, obviously... Uh-huh. I have, Good relationship with my mom. I don't know, but I, I feel like that was something. How many people were raised a, a religion and they don't believe it when they get older? A lot of a people. Lot. A, I would say a majority of people I've met. And the one thing that did kind of save that as a skit or a intro or non musical element is the fact that it does bridge you into the last track. Which did you like the last track? Nope. Didn't? Sure didn't. Sure didn't. Um, I think I okay. This is what I what I said on it. I didn't even finish my thought on this one. Um. 
Mike Posner feels like his life is passing him by because he can't control the amount of time that he's spending online. Mike Posner's life is going to shit, so therefore his fans' lives must be shitty as well. Mike Posner has to get better for the people again, exemplifying the fact that he feels like he matters more than he actually does. Yeah, I think this what you just said proves my point to like the people that weren't tuned in don't really aren't going to care no. and say this is shit because no. I I didn't really praise anything. I said I said he pretty much doubles down on the themes that he spoke about throughout the album, like just reaffirms him, reaffirms him, reaffirms him. And he said that this album are his affirmations, and he hopes that people use them as their affirmations as well. My issue is, how can they use them for themselves when you're so fucking caught up in your own shit? And again, it's hard to say that because he went through such dramatic life events. Losing your father is a very big ordeal. I don't claim to know what sort of what sort of hurt and pain he was going through, but clearly you're comfortable enough to talk about it on an album, but you did it in a way that was so self-centered, narcissistic, doesn't come off as contemplative at all. It just comes off as narcissistic bullshit for your fans. Yeah. And it and it doesn't feel it doesn't feel wise. I didn't feel like I got anything out of this experience. And honestly, the only thing I got out of it was frustration. I was just frustrated the entire I mean, time. Not, there's not much I'm going to go back to. I think I added two songs. The, the only thing I would go back to is um, Look What I've Become. Okay. And because it feels like it's almost a separate song entirely. Oh, Talib Kweli's feature. This song is a... This is... this is. I like this. This is fire. The... I don't know what I gave this track. I got this a nine. I gave it a six. But Talib Kweli, man... Kills. This is the one thing I didn't like. Very res- m- much respect to Talib, and he is absolutely a legend. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of of Mike's hook. Yeah, uh, but what I the first note I made was this is very classic Kanye, and then Quelly comes on, I was like, yeah. So when I heard a lot of what I heard on this from him, I heard Pack a lot, Anderson Pack on that. Like mm. just just the sound no. a lot. You think? No, like the sound. Like that's something I could hear Anderson Pack doing. Like okay. if you like say, the newest album. Yeah, if you say, "Hey, here's the lyrics. Here's the beat. Go do it." Anderson Pack would body that. Actually, can we get that song instead? Yeah, Anderson Pack would body that. Actually, He's done probably write better lyrics. He's too. done a, a song with Quelly. Oh, okay. Um, the one thing <clears throat> I think that it was it was one of Quell's lines was there's places that you can't take a Uber to. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, I was like, "Wait a second. I ran it back, and I I googled that, and there are really places that Uber has kind of like blacklisted on the map, and they won't go. Too dangerous. Yeah, or too, too dark. Too black is the is yeah. the argument. That's yeah. not. I'm not taking that stance. Or well, just there are places that do, there are that restaurants stance. that don't deliver, like certain yeah. delivery places. Don't, I mean, and it's not a distance thing. They legit won't go to those neighborhoods. So, you know, yeah. Uber's the same. So that was. I don't know, that, that kind of touched me. But yeah, that's that was the song that I, I think I added. That one and obviously the uh, Ty Dolla Sign one. Yeah, look, look, what, what, I, I look what I've become. Um, but the rest is like, it, it's kind of like, I, I don't want to call the album a vibe because I know you would, would roast that. But I think like, okay, I listened to it once, so now I know what the album's about and there's not much I'm going to go back to. Can we, for me. Can, I, can we play God's Lottery? Yeah. Because this girl... Elohim. Yes. Fucking phenomenal. She's okay. on Hobo Johnson's album. Dude. Wow. I didn't recognize her off Hobo Johnson's. She was off Ugly Kid. She did fantastic yes. on this song. Shout out Elohim. I added her album, actually. I haven't listened to it yet. 
Skip this loser. Um, brain dead, it's called. She fucking murders this dude. Great job. Great job. It's funny you say you added stuff. I actually made a note in my notes to bring that up that I add, like I added mm-hmm. her. Let me, let me plug them. She had so. that brain dead. It's called brain dead. Right out to she right out to that shit. Yeah, I added her album. Yeah, her self titled. Mm, okay. This she has an EP. I guess that came out seven songs this year. But, yeah, but then when I when I saw that when I Google or not when I Googled her but when I searched her on iTunes that's when I realized that she was on. Hobo's album. Right. She was on the track Ugly Kid. Okay. Very cool. Very so, cool. I need to go back and check that one out then. Let's wrap this up for highlights. Yep. Let's do it. Like I said, I think if, if they're, I don't know how many Mike Posner fans they are, and I don't, I wouldn't call myself a Mike Posner fan. I've just stayed tuned in because I, I want to stay tuned in to the people that I kind of looked to or, or was in fact, not infatuated, but had an interest with when I was young mm-hmm. to see like how I grow with them. Like sure. there's been a ton of people that I've not, kind of just quit keeping up with Lil Wayne is a good example. Yeah. And not to say that the classics aren't classics, but I've kind of just tuned out. Lil Wayne's still putting out a lot of music. There's, there's singles that leak features. I'm just not tuned into it. Right. But Mike Posner has been one, like as kind of seeing him fall out of music, I was like, well, he's not really a musician, but I'll, I'll follow him as a person. And I think that's why I kept following, but I wouldn't say I'm a fan, but the fans would, I would like this if there are fans. I think people that have been ride or die will will enjoy this. Uh, to the ride or die Mike Posner fans, I'm not one of them. Uh, I don't I don't really think there's anything here in regards to replay value. I do feel that the best part of this album could maybe be that Mike Posner's singing is inoffensive, but it's also horrendously boring. At the worst parts of this, he sounds like a power-hungry cult leader in the future. <clears throat> At the best parts, he sounds like a generic uh, coffee coffee star. Yeah. That's what I want to call him. He's a coffee star. Um, and frankly, I can't recommend this album to anybody. Um, yeah, I would say if anybody likes like If you are invested type- in the journey... Of Mike Posner, no, no, not definitely not an indie fan because guess what, Mike Posner, you're gonna recommend me Mike there Posner was, last year, was, bro. No, I'm saying like the music that you could take another artist and they would kill it. There was one I said would um, Salad Days, Mac DeMarco would have killed like the whole vibe, the whole song. If you would have, like I said, Mac would DeMarco just has copy more, and paste it with Mac he has DeMarco. more creativity though than to make yeah. this kind of album. This, this is just nothing to me. This is just nothing music. I didn't get anything out of it. Also, never start a album with "What Up, Doe." And that's yeah. all I'm gonna say. He did say that, that a ton, a which ton. I noticed in the layout. Where I was like, "What up, Doe?" And he it, sounds it, like a woke frat star. Yeah, and it does also sound like some of those like intros, even like on the older ones, were like recorded on a phone. Yeah, like he's so close to the mic. <laughs> you know, you know, it was even worse. R.P. to X, but when he would when he did the intro to Seventeen, yeah, and you could hear the popping. His yeah. peas were popping. Yeah. Well. What what are you giving this album? I what gave it a seven. But it? the last note that I made in the highlights was little to no replay value. Yeah. I mean, I I like the album, but like I said, it's something like You're if not it comes on, I'm gonna like it's something you have to listen to like front to back if you really are that invested or care. And I don't really care that much. Oh, oh I want to talk about that. I don't I don't think this is something you need to listen to front or back. 
front I to mean, back. It's not that if you're deep. Not, yeah, but if you're not doing that, you're going to be like, I'm, like you ha- I had to be in the mood to be preached at, I guess. Like, it's kind of like, if you're, you're going to preach at me, let me get it done all the way. Yeah. yeah, let me get it done in the 42 minutes and then let me go. Like, this is something I think you, if you go back and listen, it's something you listen to alone because people aren't going to be like, yeah, nobody wants no to, one's want to No one's going to like rock with you to this. No, and I'm definitely not rocking with you. And if you throw it on, I'll tell you to change it. Yeah, we're going to go eat after this and while we're listening to is Mike Posner. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right. So, seven, two. And a two? Okay. A two. Yeah, so like average, two. combined average scores like a five. Yeah. Quick yeah. laughs. Everyday man's on the boat. <laughs> Broke trees. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Jake. Um, all right. Well, when we come back, we're going to, I don't know if there's some sneakers. We'll talk about some fashion. We'll talk about some fashion. Yeah. Then we'll do the next 88 Rising album. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. Before we jump back into this episode, I just wanted to let you all know to give us a subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, a follow on Spotify, and give us a rating as well. Follow us at HLHPO on Instagram. And uh, send us a DM if you guys want us to review something in particular. Thank you all so much for listening. Let's jump back in. I'm going to let my chest hair out. Take you back to the 90s! <laughs> let the chest hair breathe for this one, bro. Back, yeah, we're back. Mm. Took it out. So <laughs> yeah, I'm a man. Yeah. Shout out, Lil Wayne, dude. No, Go that back. was that was like some '70s. Take me back to the '70s. Take vibe. me back to Miami Vice. Yeah, 80s, I pulled my 80s, chest 90s. hair out for that shit, dude. Yeah. God damn. Welcome back. Just wanted to ride in Cadillacs. Yeah, with pink Cadillacs down. with the top down yeah. with the. Beautiful woman. So, what you rocking today? Let's do let's do your fits first, because my fit is different from when we met today. Right. I'm wearing Jake's initial fit, and then yeah. and then Jake changed. The the only thing it was really about the same outfit. You just subtract khakis for jeans. I was wearing jeans as right. usual, Hakeem's and khakis. khakis. You had a muted like earth tone on, and I had a bright color on. Yeah, it was yeah. very strange. Peacocking, and we. <laughs> Shout out shout out to Walter White today. I'm actually not wearing my Yeezy 700s. I gave him a break. I'm wearing some Wallabies. Yeah. Which forgot how comfortable they are. Yeah. That's and, and exact that's exactly what I was same wearing. Pair. The same color. The same, same pair. pair. We were wearing the same pair and we both looked at untucked. each other. We both looked at each other and we said, "Which one's going to change?" And then, yeah, you know, no. luckily Jake changed. I just I, I can't stay dressed like that. Yeah, no. I I don't mind it. You know, I kind of I kind of wanted to just dress a little bit more I think the Supreme hat being, you know, I got, I got the Supreme hat. It on. does it for you. It, yeah, it just completes know, the whole They know outfit. who you are. Like when they say, like, okay, he's a businessman that also has some expensive items. He's an uncle that saw what his nephew was wearing and said that he could rock that too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is kind of, I almost feel like I should have like a segment for this every episode for that TV show Netflix is doing, Explained. Go watch, go watch the new <laughs> one that watches came out. Exp- Jake Explains Bro- Explained. Go yeah. ahead, dude. Jake explains, explains. They Go do ahead, one dude. about fa- how high fashion has like adopted like athletic wear and like leisure wear, and right. how like comfy has become high fashion. Yeezy's the new yeah. Hermes. Can do watch that. You would you'll like it. Okay. Um, and it just explains like how like the pop culture changed high fashion. I mean, Balenciaga is the biggest example of a brand that that really embraced that athleisure 
yeah kind of vibe and um Yeezy is is very much in that same same realm so I agree 100%. Also uh um I forgot who it was uh recently that I saw maybe I can't, I can't remember there's a new high fashion brand they're doing more of like a leathery they're doing leather pants but it's like big 90s kind of embroidered like like um Fucking patterns and all this stuff. It's wild. It's wild. It's wild. All I can think of is, I know you're not a big Friends buff, but the episode of Friends where Ross gets leather pants and he goes to the bathroom because his legs are hot. And he's chafed. No, they shrink and he can't get them back up. So he tries like lotion that he finds in this girl's bathroom that he's on a date with, uses baby powder, and he comes out and he's like just covered in shit. He can't get his pants up. I don't feel leather, bro. Yeah, yeah, I don't either. We're too big for leather pants. Yeah, and they'll be like, do you you have a Harley or... (laughs) Do you not have sufficient clothes? Dude, if somebody, if a guy sees me in, in leather pants with my wide ass and with my, <laughs> with I feel my like, hairy chest, dude, it's not right. No, well, see, I was just about to say, I feel like you have to have like heavy body hair to like rock off, like just to pop off with a leather vest. Like if I, and if I rode up with, yeah, if I rode up with the leather vest on in my, like my baby seal smooth skin <laughs> arms, like. They're gonna be like something's wrong. This dude is into some weird shit. So who let this child in the, yeah. wear this leather outfit? Yeah. So anyway, when when I showed up and we met, I I had on very similar button down. It was Ralph though. Yeah, it was Ralph. Yeah, it was it mine's was not Ralph. Ralph. Uh, denim and the the Wallabies. Shout out the Wallabies. But I changed. Just I, I got to be more casual. Yeah, Jake is rocking. Can I say what you're rocking? Do He's it. rocking the X shirt. His uh, R I P X. He's rocking the denim, as always, official, and um, on his feet, he's got, what's his name again? Tinker Tinker, Hatfield's Jordan 3. Yep, and uh, they're pretty sweet, dude. I like them. And I like that you got them at a discount. You didn't pay that $225. Yeah, I like the red ones a lot, too, and I didn't want to spend retail on them. The only thing I wish these had were the removable... Nike That's, checks like the mm. the red ones had. I like the. I wish that they had the strap on the front like the red pair does. I think that that would look kind of cool. Yeah. But very dope shoe and good. You got it at a good price. Yeah. So it's got three M on it. Yeah. A lot of three. That's that's you got to. Now. Everything has three yeah. M on. Black watch and some some chakra beads. chakra beads yeah. keeping yourself in check. Yes. I like it. Stay in yes. tune, brother. Um, we got a, nothing really too spectacular coming out. The cactus flea, cactus plant flea markets, uh, Air Force Ones came out two days ago, October twenty first. Supreme kind of did this first with the up tempo a couple of years back. That was really hyped up. This was really hyped up. They also weren't really giving too many details about when they were going to drop or where yeah. to get them. So um, it, it was it's kinda, a cool pair. It, it was it kind of flew under the radar for me. Yeah, I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to get them. And, oh, we should, did we talk about the Jordan 6s last time, the Travis Jordan 6s? No, so the 6s came out, yeah. Wade copped a kid's pair. This is the only person I knew that got them. Yeah, I don't know anybody that got them. I think a lot of people took a fat L yeah. on that shoe. Hey, send us pictures if you did get them. Yeah. But I, from, wasn't, I wasn't as invested <clears throat> no. as I was with the ones. I would say you still got the coup de grace behind you. Yeah. Um, the Jordan uh-huh. 1s. Only other thing that is coming, I think, that is going to do well is the Nike Kyrie 5 SpongeBob. He's doing another SpongeBob yeah. collab. And the SpongeBob ones did well. They all sold out. I thought those were a bit more tame, though, whereas this one with the Pineapple House. This is I very just, overtly. Yeah, I don't really see like, anybody wearing this. Basketball players. Because they want like yeah. a fun shoe. I think basketball players and SpongeBob. Like That's the only reason I got the Squidward ones. Like I'm not a fan of like the but new basketball But the Squidward ones shoe. were kind of clean, though. They were. I like, like the colorway The detail is very subtle. But I won't wear them a lot. No. That's just not a silhouette that I like, but I'm a 
SpongeBob fan. Squidward is my favorite character on SpongeBob. So, copped. Really? Travis is my favorite rapper at the time. So, <laughs> copped. <laughs> I respect that. You're you're simple. It's yeah. simple like that. Just if I like it, I buy it. All right. I fuck with it. I like it, I buy it. Don't buy it. Throw out. <laughs> You'll know. Uh, oh yeah, you will. Yeah. Y'all will know soon. Um, the Jordan, the Jordan one, the shatter backboard 3.0. When is that That's dropping? That's the old Latrobe. I hit them twice. And they don't Hell yeah, fuck it. Y'all don't even know about this. Um, when are, when is the shatter backboard 3.0 coming out? Coming out. October 26th. I'm trying three my, days. I'm trying my ass no, off. Four days. Sorry, I thought it was 23rd. Today. Four days. We got four, four days. days to try and get those. Uh, YouTube or uh, KD dropped a YouTube shoe that looks like hot garbage. I would never wear that 26th. shoe. It's terrible. What is that? It's a bread. It's a Jordan 7, but it has a bread colorway. Yeah, it's a women's patent leather Man. 7. Kind of wish I could wear. I wish I was small feet. Those gang. would be customs. I can't believe you're hyped for these Shatter Backboard 3s. I'm a one fan and hate that. It looks like somebody put their Jordan 1 Shatter Backboards in the fucking microwave. I just want to I just want to try and get them. You know, I've never worn I've never owned a pair of 1s before, so I have very flat if feet. If you ever get a chance to buy the SB ones, like the highs, yeah. get those. Those are the most comfortable pair of ones I've ever worn. SBs in general are just really, they have a lot more padding on them. No. So, yeah, I think the, the, the SpongeBob house will do well. All right. People on SpongeBob. Dude, they're, and, and Jordan's doing all, like, the, the what the colorways. They're bringing all those back with all the They like, bring the them back every colors. year. Every year yeah. they do a what the. But right now, like, the, the kind of 90s color vibes are coming back and i, I think these some, bright colors are very 90s and i think it's gonna do well i saw somebody wearing a uh nickelodeon jacket to support your theory and on the jacket they had the wild thornberries they had rugrats yeah. they had um they had a couple of other other things he was in my in a class that i was in but yeah so these would probably look kind of dope with something like that so who knows yeah. who knows maybe it'll do well all right let's jump into 88 rising head in the clouds too First impressions, or, or expectations. So my expectations for 88 Rising was <clears throat> definitely uh, pop sound. They are, you know, they're, uh, some of their members are based out of Korea. Uh, Joji's from Japan. Rich Brian's from Indonesia. Higher Brothers are from China. So there's, it's a very eclectic uh, group. Uh, I would say a lot of them mainly dabble in lo-fi. Yeah. And... Um, and synth pop, uh, definitely a lot of vaporwave on this album. Um, so it kind of just a, a very poppy, fun album is what I was expecting. Yeah, I was shocked. I mean, I knew I've heard you speak highly of him. Like, uh, obviously, we've talked about Rich Brian. I've been open about like 88 Rich Rising Brian. in general. I've listened to Joji. So I knew they were, were talented. And I, I did not expect the album to be like at this caliber right. as far as production quality, everything. Really? Like, there were several songs I wrote in my notes, like, this sounds like it's on the radio. Like, this needs to be on the radio. Because I feel like some of the artists that are featured here are a lot deeper than the artists we're hearing on the radio. Pardon me, guys? And they're performing at the same rate as far as talent, in my opinion. 88 Rising, um, I remember the first time, first time I heard about 88 Rising was because of Joji and their YouTube channel, dude. It had, like, when I found them, it had about 100,000 subscribers. Yeah. And then they just, you know, blew the fuck up. And now I would argue that there's not even really another avenue for hip-hop or for lo-fi artists in Asia 
aside from 88 Rising. I don't think there's anybody that has been so readily embraced by the mainstream. I think that has a lot to do with Rich Brian coming out with Dat Stick. Uh, that remix, Yeah, that Ghostface, definitely got the attention. It got the attention. A lot of people were speaking highly of him. And also Joji coming in from YouTube, uh, Filthy Frank days and the Pink Guy records. He came in with a bit of a personality. And then through there... Uh, we saw artists like Ski Master Sump God collaborating with artists from 88 Rising and uh, Trippy Red doing his music video for Hellboy with them. So really what 88 Rising is about is much more than just this album. It's 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 about creating a record label, an what, experience, and a brand. What I got the most, like the, the biggest takeaway I have from this is, is this is almost like a showcase of yes. what... What what they are and what they can do. It reminds me of like those group albums that we would get from like MMG. Yeah, you know, or or even like some of the some of the Dreamville. Because it's Dreamville not it's 3. not focused. Like you're not gonna no. you're not gonna get like a sing singular vibe throughout this album or like one theme. It's all and there's like the track with I Nikki. Think, I think it sticks with like love for the yeah. main part. But the as far as like the, the production and the sound, it's all very different. There's tracks that where there's rap elements, and I, that's the biggest thing I think that people are going to take away is there's something in this for, I think, anybody. Yeah, and I think it also does hit that note of the 80s nostalgia that we were feeling. Yes, absolutely. Especially with These Nights. That intro, that intro track is so good. Uh, the, the hook is really infectious. Um, Rich Brian did the hook on that one, I think, for the first half, and it was done really well. Um, Chung Ha, incorporation of Korean and English on the track, I thought was really good. Korean Miley Cyrus. Yes, shout out to her. Uh, so we were off to a really strong start. Uh, the next track after that, Strange Land. Um, this is where I kind of saw a bit of the first problems I would have with this tape is Nikki. Uh, Nikki is, I, I don't know if she's signed to 88 Rising. I guess I would assume she is. Based on how how many times she is featured, I'm pretty um, sure she is. Jake's, Jake's. I'm gonna check on my phone. Yeah, Jake's gonna you can check on that for us. But my complaint with Nikki was the fact that her vocals remind me so much of Halsey, uh, <clears throat> in that she's very plain. She sounds like somebody that I would hear on the radio, and she is signed eighty eight rising. She is signed eighty eight rising. I figured, um, but. Thank you for checking that. On the differences on these nights when she's on there, she is kind of like the third or fourth voice that you're hearing. So I kind of put her in the background, but she is uh, definitely more featured on the second track, and it didn't really do it to me. I thought that um, it was definitely less exciting than these than these nights. I thought these nights was much better. Uh, I did like the guitar throughout the track, but other than that, I felt like it was it was definitely a step down. Okay. I, I that was one of the takeaways that I I liked her. Like Nikki. when I, yes. Yeah, you did, and I um I could I I tell me why you liked her. Um, let me go. Which track was it that I I really noticed her? I think it was I think the it one was with Indigo. Rich Brian. Well, Indigo is is actually her song. Oh, shouldn't, couldn't, would it? Yeah, is the one that, that is the one where of. I was like, damn, okay. And then I went back because there are a lot of artists on there, and it's it's kind of weird the way they broke it up between yeah. features and actually like an album artist. It's kind of weird how it's broken down. Right. Um, so I went back and re-listened to the tracks for her before I finished like my whole review, and her vocals stood out to me. Um, 
but I don't listen to a lot of like of, of pop. So when mm-hmm. I heard Indigo, I wrote like I hear a lot of Ariana Grande and mainstream artists in her, and I thought she did it at just the same ability level as the rest. I in think my opinion, there I I just believe that this this type of artist maybe Nikki is hitting a different market than Halsey, but she sounds just so run of the mill. A good example of somebody who is not run-of-the-mill that is also featured on this album was, um, oh, I can't remember. Oh, uh, Stephanie, um, I'm not going to even try and say her last name, but she was on the song I Love You 3000 too. I I think it's, it's, I wonder if it's poetry, like if it's, if it's meant to be. It could be be a stage name, I guess, Poerty? It's it's spelled P-O-E-R-T-I. But with the Y is an I. Okay. Stephanie Poetry. Um, I liked her because she was she was definitely a bit more on the lo-fi leaning side. And I, I, I looked her up too because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, because her vocals she, stood out Indonesian. to me too. Looked her up. I Love You 3000 is originally her song. This right. song is titled I Love You 3002. Two. So they took hers, kind of like what John and, or what Rick Ross did with Lil Wayne and John. Mm-hmm. And what was the, the other song? It was on... I'm Not a Star. So yeah. I got a chop kind of, Yeah, they kind of blended those songs. Mm-hmm. So what they did is they just did a second version. And yes, her, she was extremely good. I, I would have much rather have heard her throughout the album doing Nikki's parts than Nikki. Uh, again, just my opinion... But Nikki this, to me was the most lackluster part of this project. This was the track that caught my eye for Nikki. This is she's the only person featured. I gave this. this one a four, by the way. So, so you didn't like this one? No, I th- I thought the story was good, but this is where like where you talked about '80s vibes. All I'm saying is, it's. I think it's just as good as what's on the radio. Halsey's on the radio. That's what I'm saying. And again, the radio has never been the haven for high art or even critically acclaimed music. It's more so just what is the easiest to digest in a short short amount of time, aka your commute from home to work yeah. or wherever the fuck you're going. So yeah, Nikki is good enough to be on the radio. But I also don't listen to the radio. I don't like to listen to the radio, and I don't like listening to Nikki either. So yeah, she's a, she's good enough to be on the radio. Uh, the thing that I did like about La La Lost You was the concept of the track, where she and um, who does the mail? It's just her the whole time. Okay. Well, the the whole story is that she fell in love with somebody who ended up leaving her in Los Angeles, and he's in New York now. And that is very sweet. Fine, it's just well another good. depiction of somebody's perspective of LA. A lot of celebrities right. have done that. Hollywood's bleeding it was a whole album about that, yeah. supposedly. Yeah, and uh, you know, we're not. I'm not listening to Hollywood bleeding that much lately. No, um, but I don't want to tear that album down. Uh, but yeah, I, I again, it's Nikki's. It's her delivery. It just it, it. There's just a lot to be desired. Like I don't, I don't know. Her vocals were. I think she's talented, so I did add like two, like a little EP and an album, and I'll go see what she's like as an artist. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- like I, I guess said, that I guess that that proves that this. That's what I'm saying. Like did I think that's job. the point of this yeah. album. So I'm gonna give it that and and take her at face value. It's to get you to look at them. I want to say the worst track on this on this uh, project is definitely Calculator. If a girl heard anybody say. Shit's not adding up, and your calculator's broken. I hope that you would laugh in his face. 
I just felt like it was a dumb track. August 08, not a fan of his contributions on this album either. Again, his voice is by far worse than Nicky's. Boring, bland, corny as fuck. Um, again, Calculator, really really my least favorite track on listen, this album. Listen to how this starts, and then I'm going to tell you what it sounds like. Okay. See if you hear this also. Okay. Does this not sound like a uh, Kanye West? Well, no. Because the internet. Because the internet, I could I could see that. That's kinda. another one where we were kind of talking about earlier, like kind of like copy and paste. If you yeah. gave this to Gambino, he'd have killed that. That's that's because the internet. I don't like the whole the shit's not adding up and then calling the song calculator. It's fucking cringe, dude. I don't want to hear it. It's very cringe. I what just is, don't care for that analogy at all. I think the analogy is is dumb as shit. I like the production on it. The heavy pianos were good. The I don't. Th- I think good production on this album kind of goes without saying. Yeah, there's, I mean every track. There's, there's not nothing. really any bad production on here. Uh, the to me the best production are on the tracks, uh, these nights, uh, need your uh, need your love, need is your love. Go to the third track. Yeah, need is your need love. is your love. That was another. And that's where Joji great... does the heavy lifting on exactly. that. Exactly, and I and again I do have a bit more of a bias towards Joji because I have been listening to him for so long. Uh, I liked his his contributions on that on that track a lot, and um, there oh. was another one. Oh, breathe. Okay, another Joji track that I thought was really good. Um, I want to see. I want to see what your opinion was um, on on this track. Oh, okay, hopscotch. <laughs> Did you hate this? No, I didn't hate it. I, I hated said, it the first time. I said I what an annoying hook. It. I hated the hook. Well, yeah, I want to throw myself off a building. You know why I like this. No. Who does he sound like? And who's who's a dick rider, more or less, from T-Pain? Like, this is another this one. Like, not if, sound like T-Pain. You tell me you couldn't hear T-Pain doing this in 2007 and you wouldn't have been... <laughs> people would have been at the skating rink listening to this. Maybe if you give it that spin on it, I could see that. I, I wasn't it, a big fan of this. I think it like, sounds cheap too. It sounds like what if T Pain and E Forty like that sound like that era like the you and that booty like yeah. that kind of that era is what I, I hear. Heard I this. hear even T Pain's kind of delivery in that. Um, I thought okay, Joji is on this track. Uh, I thought his delivery was like kind of like Playboy Cardi ish. Yeah. So I I like that. That was probably the only thing I enjoyed about this song. There was a lot on this. What did you think of the Higher Brothers on To the Face? Uh, what I what I really liked about the Higher Brothers on this entire project was that they were taken out of that just hype mode and they were put on more like love love tracks. I gave To the Face. I gave it an eight out of ten. Okay. The one thing I, I said it felt like Drake, two thousand nine, two thousand ten Drake did you, vibes. Nav is actually a triplet because the other two are <laughs> the Higher Brothers. Are you talking about DZ singing? Yes. I, I didn't get Nav vibes. I thought it was better than Just Nav. very, very, like, artificial. But play play that a little bit, because he does have some inflections in his voice um, that I would say Nav is not able to do, because he's, an, he's very, 
He's this is version 1.0 of Nav. You know, when we get the software update, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. See, I think he has more of a personality. Part of it too, I think that makes it a little harder is they obviously are they don't better, speak yeah they're English stronger speaking fluently. Korean and no, they speak Chinese oh, they speak the Chinese. higher brothers are Chinese so you can tell that they are trying to to speak English so you right. you can hear that and I think that take, it's hard to inflect voice while learning a new language or performing in a different language yeah like there's a lot of artists that sing yeah. like Josh Groban is a big one but he does it well singing Italian. But there's a lot of people right. that try, and you're like, damn, like Americans, are like this sounds good. Yeah. But then like Italians are like, he fuck at the dog. That was actually the count from, from Sesame Street. But you know what I mean, like yes. So you can you can always hear that. Um, I thought that the way that they blended using foreign like non English bars in this was like just enough. I, I think it's really cool that Americans are opening up to people that don't speak English. Yeah, because us white people love having just enough culture. Right, right. right. Just, just enough. Yes. Just, Before just, it gets unsafe. Yeah, just give me the give me the hint of Arabic Arabic little tings and wangs and dangs, but don't let them come over here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, but I thought it was it was enough to like catch your eye like, okay, these people are they don't speak English, but they're doing what we're this, doing yeah, over here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then it just like we talked about, it opens the door for you to discover who they actually are. Yeah, and 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 uh, it did get you to uh, to add some of Nikki's music. I, real quick, I want to talk about Gold Coast because okay. I would say that that was, I think that was probably the second or my second or third favorite track. I on like the that he addressed album. the Sailor album. Like he kind of said, like, bro, it's it's almost December. Why are you still the Sailor? Right, right. Um, so I like that he referenced that. I think it was a good outro. It was a great outro. Uh, I think also it's uh, him. I think he's in love with somebody from Australia. I think that was kind of what was implied from the track. So, again, it does match the theme of uh, Heaven in the Clouds too. A lot of talk of just like young love and stuff like that. So it, it really matches that. And um, I like the switch up in the middle. I thought that was really yeah. strong. That, there was really only one thing that I just absolutely hated. And I okay. want to see if you feel the same okay. just use music again okay <laughs> okay i'm gonna tell you what i thought about it i'm gonna skip right, i'm gonna let you get a feel for this yeah i know it's it sounds like something that gotta get fun. that boom 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 <laughs> gotta get yeah that all this needs is will i am's annoying ass on it and it'd have been a black eyed piece on it. <laughs> i i could totally see that and i uh, it it really does give off that vibe. Another thing I was saying was it was kind of like K Tronada, but less creative. That was the ninety nine point nine percent album, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that album is is phenomenal for anybody that checked that out. But it felt like they were trying to do that. And now that you say <laughs> black eyed peas, not I to, think it's even worse. Not the recycle a summer meme or spring meme, but this ain't it, Chief. No, it ain't. Yeah, it ain't it. It ain't it for sure. Uh, do you have any other uh, tracks that you want to highlight or? Can we go ahead and give our final thoughts? Um, let's, let me read through, see if I had any notes. I like La La Lost You because of the 80s sense. Like, I'm, obviously, I talk about Stranger Things a lot. Like, the 80s is... If, like, yeah, let's talk about, like, if you could go back to an era. Like, the 80s, maybe one of them. I don't know. I think I'd go back to the 60s. Yeah, so there's, see, there's so, so many, like, good reasons to Not go for back the music. Some. Not for the music. Because I didn't like rock music, and actually, I think I'd be suffering. I like the Stones. 
I, I, I do like some Rolling Stones. Oh, I like Need Is Your Love. That was another, like the phaser sense at the beginning. That was another track where I heard a lot of Gambino and like because of the internet vibes. Um, I liked Strangeland. That one was with Nikki and I, I don't know how to say that other. Right. Fum Viferet. Mm-hmm. Excuse me for Shout that. Shout out. Um, but Fum's vocals, if I'm pronouncing that right, sounded like something you would hear from like a Michael Buble or like Harry Connick Jr. It was just very classical. It, it, was, it, was, it wasn't what I was expecting. It was clean. I I thought it was just kind of. I don't think it was anywhere as good as these nights, so it shouldn't have been there. I was, think. It, I think maybe had you put "Need Your Love" there instead, and then maybe "Strangeland" yeah. after "Tequila Sunrise," I would have liked it. That was one I liked. That when we were talking before, you said you didn't like. Yeah, the Goldling feature just kind of felt tacked on at the end. It was really just like too many people on one project. Um, I thought the Higher Brothers were probably the best part of that song, but I'm um, drinking. Drinking a sunrise while the sun rising. I can't think of anything that I would rather do than... Uh, there are actually a million things that I'd rather do than drink a sunrise be fucking while with the sun you, rising. Yeah. stupid ass. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a- Speaking Sorry, of somebody that. who makes terrible hooks. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was the thing. I said that too many people. Sway Lee should have been on that track. Uh, Sway Lee and Major Lazer's track was... It was good, though. Both their track was. Was it? Okay. You didn't like you didn't like Sway Lee, Major Laser? Hey, hey, do you guys hear this? Washing my hands of that one as okay. well. Washing my hands of that one. The reason why though is not actually because of Sway Lee. It's more so Major Laser's problem because Major Laser is a trio. Um they they do a lot of EDM music. It was very island. House production. It's fake island though. It's yeah. that sanitary, the same fucking clinks and clacks, <laughs> same steel drums. It's it's not fucking original, and it sounds like cultural appropriation thrown onto a track. Yeah. I, that's that was one of the reasons I said I think Sway Lee would have been better fitted for Tequila Sunrise. It sounded like they were just trying to make another Unforgettable. Yeah, too, by sort the way. of a very Which, same vibe. Unforgettable, by the way, much better track than than this one. Yeah, I no would thanks say. to French Montana. No, 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 not at all. But Sway Lee did but, he? Uh, he's but, a cheat code. He's a lot like Post Malone. Like he needs a good hook though, because yeah. Post Malone, you could probably have him reading the phone book, and it's gonna at least chart like maybe top twenty. Yeah. But but Sway Lee, without the hook, it he didn't really do it for me on this track. Yeah. Joji killed Breathe, but. Like I said, I think it's a very good showcase of the depth that 88 Rising has. I think that if they continue, they're going to end up being a powerhouse in music. Not just rap, because they the, really, Rich Brian's the only rapper, I would say. Mm-hmm. And he can sing just as well as the rest And he's going the rest that of singing route, yeah. almost. Uh, very diverse in the, in the way the production is and the sound. Uh, like we said at the beginning, I think there's something for everyone in this. Yeah, I can't say I can't say that I'll go back to the entire project, but there are about one, two, uh, three, four, five tracks, five tracks that I would go back to, and um, it's not yeah, it's I've not terrible. Three. I got three I'd go back to. It's not terrible, um, but it's not it's not stellar as a project. I really enjoyed more of like the vaporwave kind of tracks. Like I said, the first first two first track was really good um nikki's singing got a bit old to me fast uh however i will say the incorporation of korean language from nikki as well as chinese from the high boys or from the higher brothers as well as indonesian and it, it it's very culturally diverse and i appreciate that and it's cool that we're starting to hear that in america 
I would say thanks to also like the Latin pop yeah. wave that's kind of happened. I think that has a lot to do with it. Exactly. I think you're also right that 88 Rising is going to be something really big in the future because they have this corner on this Asian market. And not Asian in that only Asian people are listening to them. I just mean most of the Asian talent coming is coming through 88 yeah. Rising. So shout out to them. Um, overall, I would give this album a 6 out of 10. I gave it a 7. Yeah, I gave it a seven originally, but the more I think about Nikki and the more corny I think about the lyrics, I think a six is good because if you're, I would say if you're in high school, you'd really enjoy this album. Yeah, I can see that. I could, I think it's really kind of like a high school, young, adolescent kind of album for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, like I said, I viewed it as a showcase and I think they did that well. Like, I, I don't. It could have been there's... done better though. I yeah, want to say it's that. It's not something that I would, even like you kind of referred in, in, compared it to the, like MMG tapes. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't nobody's listening to a MMG tape start to finish. No. There's artists or features from artists that you like and you pulled those songs. But, I think that's what people But you're listening this. to the um to Dreamville's tape. The the most recent tape I yeah, would I say did you're listen, listening I did to listen to that one. one so there the there's a lot of examples uh Wu-Tang, Enter 36 Chambers. If I, if I was yeah, if I was more into Pop, like you listen to a little bit more of like alternative music than I do. Like sure. I listen, like I like classic rock. If I'm not listening to rap, it's classic. You're rock more or, like country, soul. Oh, let's not what? just blow past country. All right. Well, you're. There's more, a few select artists from right. like the pre 2000s that I enjoy. It's white boys afraid yeah. about admitting this no, to country. No, I'll, I'll like the Willie Nelsons. Yeah. Hank Williams, Hank Williams, Hank Williams Jr. Yeah. Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash, the classic, Waylon classic Jennings, classic Merle country. Haggard. <laughs> Run that back if you didn't hear it. Don't repeat it. They can go back. Oh, okay. See, so you got a little soft spot, Florida Georgia line. Uh, you got a little soft spot for some, no, sir, no, sir. Um, and I would say I listen to more like like some well, like see, like alternative. You like, you like know more. Like I know who Halsey is. I know like when I hear it, like if, oh that's Halsey. Okay, cool. Like I don't really care too much. Yeah. So. I yeah, think I'm listening to like I'm, Billy Woods. <laughs> yeah. So if you're in tune and you like a lot of pop, you may like this. Yeah. Like start also, to finish. I just that wasn't for me. Start. To I think the production was was fun. I will say that the production held yeah, out throughout no the misses. entire album. No. So check it out. Well, let us know what you guys. Yeah, you think didn't really it. like the Major Laser, but they do a lot of no. production too. So maybe they let them. They're very. They're always doing that. F- I think fake island sound, kind of like what Drake did on One Dance. Yeah. Where it was fake African pop, African sound. Uh, not great. Not great yeah. either. So, yeah, 7 out of 10. 6 out of 10. Okay. Very cool. What you got this week for the writing prompt? Yeah, so the writing prompt this week. Let's, let's do our What You're Spinning first, because we want to end on a, on okay. a good, good conversation. Alternative hip-hop. Right. Um, while cool. you're pulling that up. Um, like we've already talked about, I added the layover while Hakeem destroys the studio. Tasmanian <laughs> devil over here. Um, talked about the layover. Mike Posner re-added that. Added and listened to Frank Ocean's DHL. Not a fan at, at the moment. We'll see what the whole project is like. Yeah. But not a fan at the time. The second, I think maybe it needs a couple more listens. Because it's not... I think Frank was going for like a drugged out kind of vibe on that, on that uh, single. And when I looked at it in that context... It was a bit more enjoyable, but it's still not like it's not something like Chanel or even something like uh, that song he did with Jay Z and Tyler. Biking. Bike. Yeah. yeah. 
it's not it's not anything like those tracks. So. Yeah, I'm not a fan at the moment. Yeah, me either. Um, but, so I I did listen to that. Made a playlist for a mini road trip we went on the other day. Uh, some like 2000s hits. So drop it like it's hot. I have Mariah Carey, Shaggy, Carrie Hilson. Why is it me? Daniel Powder. So like the radio hits from back then. Sure. Beyonce, 50 Cent. So I've been listening to that. And that kind of sparked some old things I was interested in, like Fall Out Boy. So I went back and re-added Infinity on High. Hell yeah. Deleted it, put it back so I could listen to it again. T-Pain always. Epiphany was in that playlist. So I went <laughs> back and deleted it and re-added it. Um, so That's nothing, awesome. nothing really too crazy. Nah, um, for me it's been uh, Tyler the Creator. I went back and listened to Wolf, uh, yes. Cherry Bomb. Wolf is great. Wolf is really. I I think if if Wolf were a movie when I was a kid, I would have I would have been going nuts for it. Yeah. Uh, some other artists I was listening to. I listened to a lot of Jay Electronica, just uh, some of his uh, loose singles. Went back and listened to Assume Form, James Blake's album. It's still, dude. It's still it's hitting. It's yeah. still hitting, man. Uh, Hagen Dazs. Uh, it's a uh, single from Ghetto Sage, which is No ID, uh, No Name, and um, somebody else. And I'm blanking out. I shouldn't know. I'm sorry, I don't. I should know. I've seen her live. <laughs> but no, No Name. Yeah. No Name was who I remembered. And and I and No ID is that not No ID? No ID is no, no ID is Logic's producer. But I think his name is just Whoa. ID, isn't it? Don't just say he's Logic's producer. Well, Logic worked with him notably. That's yes. where I heard from. Him. He did a lot more with Kanye. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. I'm sorry, my bad yeah, guys. Don't, let's not stain no idea's yeah. name. <laughs> it's not staining his name. Uh, Green Day, uh, Playboy Cardi's Die Lit is always in there. And um, last thing, shout out to Wade. Um, I did go back and listen to Saint John, Ghetto Lenny's love songs. You listen to this too. It's okay. It's it's just the thing I'll say is he's like really melodramatic, but he's still trying to sound hard. Yeah. And it's kind of getting on my nerves. Like the, oh, I'm gonna go emo, listen to it because yeah. for the longest time, like in high school, like Wade wasn't big into hip hop, and then when I Wade found out he liked Kid Cudi, I was like, okay, okay, listen. To so me. I, Wade got some clout, if you will, for me with liking Kid Cudi. Wade has always known he knows a shitload about rap. He listens to rap. He's very well in tune. He just doesn't talk about it to anybody unless you uh, unless you happen to yeah. say an well, artist name that he listens to. He goes, you listen to that? I'm 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 sorry. We're just leaking too much sauce about Wade. Yeah, <laughs> but at the time, like when when I found out he liked Kid Cudi, I was like, okay, you yeah. got some respect. So I'll go I'll go back and listen to St. John's. Yeah, album. yeah, and off of that, I would say the songs to check out from that one would be Wedding Day, Trap with Little Baby. That was a big single, and um, he's got a Lenny Kravitz feature and a Boogie with the Hoodie. Um, but yeah, those, those two tracks were really good. Okay. I'll go check them out. And then, uh, last thing, um, I was listening to, uh, Travis Scott. Okay. Astroworld. Always. Always. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Travis is always somewhere in there. Yeah. See, that's like my commute music. Like, yeah. When, if I have like, I got like a 20 minute ride and I'll just put Astroworld on shuffle. Yeah. Well, I went minutes. back and listened to, I even went back in his discography and was playing Birds in the Trap too. Yeah. All He's his, always all his somewhere. albums are like yeah. that. I just like rodeo know. stays in the car. Wolf's another one I have in the car and can just pop that in. Respect. Yeah. Respect. So respect. All right. Sweet. What we got for the writing prompt? This okay. Week? So the writing prompt for this week is um, how valuable do you think experience is? Mm. That's kind of interesting. It's hard because I guess it really depends on like the field you're talking about. 
I think like I think what if pilot? we just equate it to life? I think what if we just equate it to life in general? Um, I don't know. Like a pilot? Like obviously we want you to have experience, bro. But is it? I don't know. That's I, hard. I want to say I think when I think about experience, when I think about like experience in life, everybody kind of lands on earth and and starts off not really knowing anything and everybody around you is sort of just teaching you yeah the only way a lot of people taught you these things is through their experiences and really experience is also the greatest teacher i would i would i wanted to say i think i think your music your music is a big example of where experience is is something that it it just is so valuable because over time, like thinking about when you used to record when you were 15, because we've oh, known yeah, each other like, for almost yeah, a with decade. The, with the rock band mic. Yeah, with a rock band mic. And then thinking about you now. a $200 like, Walmart computer. Yeah, and yeah. thinking about you now with the setup that you have and, and all that. I, I think that's a great example of where experience is really valuable. No, yeah. absolutely. In that aspect, yes. Like, And also in the aspect of America, not so much. Like we have social security, but like especially Asian countries, like respect of elders is huge. Right. So like when they get old, like they view them as like the word sage is a big, big theme around mm-hmm. that. And people value that their experience and their knowledge that they've acquired throughout their life. Like it's an actual monetary value. It is. So yeah, in, in that respect, yeah, I think it is very important. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, I think really all humans have is experience because us just going through life day to day, even us, in reviewing music, really, what do we have? It's the fact that you and I have listened to countless albums throughout our entire life, as well as all those times that you and I used to sit at lunch on the deck outside where you'd pull out your MacBook and we'd go basically Trap do... God. One we'd through 300. <laughs> we did, like... But we would do mini review sessions. Do you remember yeah. that? Like, like you'd be like, did you listen to this? Yeah, this is what I thought. And then you'd tell me what you thought. And then you'd put me on new shit. I'd put yeah. you on... And that... that that camaraderie that we built through music, that experience that we have together growing up listening to a lot of the same things, I think hit hooks, lines, and hip-hop wouldn't be possible without experience. Yeah, absolutely. And three years in, you know, that's another big thing. Yeah. We just get experience. So, that's all I got. No, experience is important. Experience is important. So another, another good example of that is Chicago Police Department in the Chicago school system. Mm-hmm. We obviously don't live there, so we can't speak detailed about the issues but when you have a place that is viewed nationwide as such a dangerous place, you think cops want to go work there? Like good cops want to go, I'm going to go work in Chicago. <laughs> like I'm talking about like the yeah. good cops that really make a difference in people's right. lives. They're not looking to go work there. Yeah. Same thing with teachers. No teacher that gets right out of college is going to want to go teach those kids because they hear all these horror stories about them. So yeah, you have to hire cops that have complaints, teachers that have had complaints, because you don't have the top applicants. Like, the top right. applicants don't want to look there. It's just like college. That's why you see, like, a good example. SC State is a college here in, in South Carolina, and it almost went bankrupt. And it took a lot of people saying, no, this is a good school. This is what it did for me to turn it around, and now it's thriving. Mm. So I think that experience is important. You're not yeah. going to get the best of the best unless you have somebody that has put in that experience and the time to learn and now somebody somebody with with experience somebody as like a mentor figure 
can really like make a make a huge impact on your life. Yeah. I think is also a good example of that. And you may you might have a teacher in one of those shitty areas who has experience who is able to bring back motivation and drive to do well in school again and you you impact a class or a student's life. Yep. And that's really important. I mean it's essentially like the labeling theory. Like if you call somebody yeah. something so many times that's what they end they're up gonna becoming. Become, yeah, exactly. Right. Right. So right. Yep, I agree with you. Agree. Anything else? No, dude. That's it. So you you brought up you brought up the music. Yes. Um, so we're gonna put this out after we drop this episode. Um, this is the the next track after the the BTB track that we did with with Mikel. For those of you that don't know, Astro World is Mikel, the one we reference. Right. So you don't really know him, but you know of the character. So we did a track with Mikel. Uh, gonna do another one. We don't have a date yet for the whole album, but it is finished. Yes, and yes. I know it's coming out soon. Yes, so it was executively produced by Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. It's had Hakeem's touches on it. He's on parts. Oh, dude, I appreciate that. I didn't do shit. All I did was really just <laughs> yeah, I I mean, listened. Yeah, that's why executive produced. Yeah. Like, I don't want to like belittle that title for you, but I appreciate I mean, that. To, be fair, <laughs> to be fair, DJ Khaled let an infant de- executive yeah. produce. Okay, cool. So I'm like your, I'm your Assad. No, you were a little more. Assad. You were a little more influential than Assad. Can I can I be in can I be in a hot tub like Assad was for the album cover instead? Can we can we shoot that? Um, No, but to talk about it a little bit, it is called Millennial Mastermind. Hell yeah, Um, and that's that's because a lot there's a lot of samples in it, a lot of like stuff that for any weird odd reason like I gravitate to, like there's movie samples, all sorts of stuff. So you'll hear it soon enough. But that's why it's called that. Um, This is gonna be the next single. And then you should see the rest of it coming here shortly. Uh, but yes, like I said, Hakeem's listened to it. Said, hey, do this different, do this different. Um, so I think And you've be... worked your ass off. And yeah, I there's probably a you... hundred hours of time in this. I think, I More think than you're that, being probably. modest. I think, I, I really do believe that you put a lot of time into this, this project. It was so much fun being around you while you were recording it. I do believe that this is like your most complete work. You know, I think you put a lot of time and effort into it, and I love what it's what it finally sounds like. Yeah. Well, we wanted. I wanted to do something kind of. Maybe we can branch out with the podcast. Yeah. Anybody that has music that they want an opinion on, send it. Yeah. I'll tell you what I think about it. Let Hakeem tell you what he thinks about it. So. I'll be. Yeah, Hakeem will be brutally honest. I'll give you constructive criticism on how to maybe do something better. I. You know. You know. I'm. I'll be gent. I'm gentler on amateur artists. Yeah. I mean, in the in the future, it just in life, my yeah. my life in general, I would love to like rent time to somebody to come in and record, like even even if it's outside of rap. Yeah. So, I'm just yeah. doing something to kind of branch out. Hell yeah! So play it, dude. Play we'll it. Let's so talk this is people. this is old Latrobe. Ric Flair. There's a sample. Check out the next episode. It'll be up. Jesus. Check it out, guys.
Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. We appreciate you spending your time with us. Don't forget to share us with your family and friends. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HLHPO. Once again, that's HLHPO. Thanks for the support, and until next time, see you